Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. How's it going, sports fans? Welcome to the Colmo Sports End Zone. I'm Nico Chamurian, and you know we love this guy so much. We had to bring him back again. Najee Moy, Najee! What's, What's up? On? How's it going? I've been brought back for the second straight week. I've been re-signed Many for more another times. week. You, you know what? <laughs> you just gave me the perfect segue. We're going to sign Najee to a much longer deal than the one that Geno Smith has. Bada-bum. See what I did there? There you go. Because that's what we're going to talk about. Yes, it's the Seahawks bye week, and there's no breakdown or anything like that to necessarily talk about. I mean, Tampa game's over and done with. I think it was an aberration. I think it's Tom Brady. All the stuff we talked about in a preview, I think, is what happened. Hawks are still good. I'm not worried about it. But the bye week is the perfect opportunity to take a look at the offseason. Right and and not that anybody wants to fast forward through this uh, this home stretch this what could be the culmination of an awesome story that gets this team to the playoffs and maybe even a top ten pick from the Broncos after that trade. Thanks, Denver. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Russ. We appreciate <laughs> it so much. Um, it's a perfect opportunity to talk about the biggest question for the Hawks this off season. What about Geno Smith? And what I mean by that is, as we just said, Geno signed that one year deal. And, the, and at the time, you know, it was just seen as like, okay, this is a smart option. Somebody who knows the system. Bring him in to compete, see what happens. Um, even if you loved Gino, you, you, you definitely didn't think he'd be this great. You thought he might be good. But 17 touchdowns and four picks, you didn't see it coming. I mean, the whole entire city is pleasantly surprised, as, not, you know, as I am. A lot of people are. I mean, we, looked, we talked about Germany a little bit, you know, but I mean, statistically, he played better than Tom Brady did truthfully but i and i think he's you know he's he's earning it i think we're seeing a lot of guys in the nfl quarterbacks in the nfl betting on themselves lamar jackson's doing that daniel jones is doing that to a very much lesser extent (laughs) (laughs) um but i think he's definitely betting on himself and he's i mean they're at the top of the nfc west so that has to count for something absolutely And, and it does count for something the question is as as you said you bet on yourself if you're geno smith um that means potentially taking this to the free agency market if you're the Seahawks and you're John Schneider, well, I mean, well, let's let me backtrack on that. Regardless, Geno Smith is a free agent when the season's done. Correct. The only question becomes to change that: can the Hawks work something out during the season? To which Pete Carroll said they're not at that point just yet. Pete Carroll saying that, um, yeah, they obviously love Geno and they like Drew Locke too, and they'd like to bring both guys back. Uh, but you know, Pete said verbatim that the conversation—I guess not verbatim—I'm paraphrasing—but said that the conversation on that is yet to come. Right. Um, that they're focused on what this team can do in the regular season. And then that's a fair answer. From the Hawks' perspective, let's put those numbers out there. You're probably going to have to pay this guy $30 million a year next year. It's something they didn't expect at the beginning of the year. No. Um, and, yeah, go ahead. I, I you know, also didn't expect Geno Smith to be the starter at the beginning of this year. I, I thought Locke was a lock, honestly. <laughs> we see how that work turned out. But I guess, you know, as far as good problems to have, you got found the quarterback. Now we have to pay the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that's the next step. And I, I think this is a good problem for the Seahawks to have, I think. It's I, a, and I think he's worth it. <laughs> I, I do, too. It's a great problem to have. 
And and Gino betting on himself means he's going to take this to the offseason, and he's going to see how much he can command from the Hawks or otherwise. I find it hard for, to see him leaving because he is he seems like a loyal guy, and he's a very appreciative of the belief in the chance that Pete Carroll gave him. On the flip side, he's 32, which is still young, but this is definitely almost certainly his last chance to cash in like on the major level. I think his first and only chance, really. Right. I mean, he did get drafted by the Jets. I mean, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, who wants to get drafted by the Jets, especially <laughs> back then? But, I mean, he's definitely going to have a chance to cash in. I have a, a short list. It's actually not that short. It's actually a long have list. Have at it. We got, time is something we have plenty of. Of quarterbacks that will also be free agents next year. He's not the only one. Tom Brady's 1,000 years old. So, I mean, but he, he'll be fine. Um, Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald, Jimmy Garoppolo. Teddy Bridgewater, um, Daniel Jones, who their Giants did not pick up his fifth year option, so he'll be a free agent next year. Um, a couple other guys, Andy Dalton, you know, Tyler, Taylor Heineke, who just he looks good. Just I mean, took down the undefeated Eagles last night or on Monday night. I mean, and Lamar Jackson, who's also betting on himself as well. So, but I think the Seahawks need to think about what we can afford, mm-hmm. also. But and Geno Smith is a great quarterback that's been in the system for a while. I mean, but the the thing is, there's options out there. Yeah. I mean, where where do they go? And and that's the thing. And I and we all like to look at this situation and say, yes, bring Geno Smith back. He's been in the system for years, and what he's doing so far this year, uh, you can make the argument even if he doesn't reach those same levels in the second half of the season, he has earned a major payday from the most coveted position. Perhaps in all of sports. I mean, the only thing I can think of getting paid similar numbers are starting pitchers in the NFL. And, and well, these NFL NBA contracts are bonkers these days, too. Yeah. But to my point, though, you know, it's going to be around $30 million a year. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, again, you and I would agree probably that Gino deserves it. And Gino, he definitely deserves it. There's no question about that. But he deserves it here in Seattle. And the question becomes. You know, yes, they they paid Russell Wilson the massive dollars a few years ago. Will the Hawks do that though, or will they try and find what's going on? Will they make it a two or three year deal? Something like I mean, there's that's where the questions lie. Will they pay that much? You'd like to think so. How long will the contract be? And at what point do they draft his successor? Do they even do that now? And do they just focus on giving better weapons, not just around Geno, but around that defense, which maybe could use a little help up front and things like that as well. You mentioned um, Denver. I mean, drafting a succession is something that the Seahawks thought they would probably have to do with the treasure trove of draft picks we got back from Denver. But I think you, you brought up a good point. I mean, I mean, defensive line, we could bolster it. You know, this, I think the overall defense is probably fine. I think we found a great running back in Kenneth Walker um, the third. Yes, the third last uh, last year, I I just I just feel like they may not go quarterback this year only because I mean, do you think Bryce Young would be available? Mm-hmm. Let's say at the first pick that the Broncos would have would be at eleven ish. Um, I mean, I don't really see Pete Carroll wanting to start over with a new type of Russell Wilson. You know, <laughs> you know, and the, the only downside, you know, we talked about comparing Geno and Russ, and I mean the. The Seahawks did draft Russell Wilson from the beginning and kind of was with him through the whole entire process. Geno's kind of like coming out of almost nowhere, you know, with, you know, with a bunch of league experience that Russ didn't have when he first got here. And he's also coming. He's, he's also on a tear in the league right. right now, which we almost didn't expect. I mean, I mean, so which which is a good thing, to which is a good problem, like I said. But 
I just think the Seahawks have a lot of options, but I think they need to ignore all of those options. Maybe a receiver in <laughs> yeah, the first right. round. You maybe. know, I, I think that the fa- if you sign Geno Smith, you're not taking a quarterback until maybe – I don't even think they take one because if they sign Drew Locke, like it sounds like they want to. If Drew wants to try and compete and be a starter somewhere else, that's another issue. But I, I think he's under control anyway. Um, and here's the deal with that too, Naj, and, and you're spot on with that point. Um, I'm going to read off some QB salaries here. Okay. Annual salaries. And you tell me who you'd rather have. Over Geno Smith. Right. So Jared Goff, who isn't bad. Absolutely not. He makes $33.5 million this season. $33.5 million. Jared Goff is not a bad quarterback. No, I don't think he is either. But we talk about switching out quarterbacks after a guy who had a lot of, who's having a lot of success, going to a guy like Jared. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, and Carson Wentz makes thirty-two million. I he hasn't won anywhere. I, I mean, just don't know what's going on with Carson Wentz. I feel bad. He seems like a nice guy. He seems like a great guy. Like a he, great guy. he had a great year in Philly, and then I, I things have happened. Matt Ryan at thirty-seven makes. $30 million this year with the Colts. Closer to retirement than re-signing, honestly. Yeah, that's what, but, you know, you say those numbers, Matt Ryan, $30 million, Carson Wentz, $32 million, Jared Goff, $33.5 million, which, by the way, Geno officially makes about a tenth of that. He's $3.5 million this season. He can make, I think, up to seven with bonuses. But my point is this. Geno's performance this year and at least the way he plays in the Seahawks system, that's worth more than those guys. One hundred percent. I mean, we're not even looking at records. I mean, Matt Ryan got benched. Yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago, I mean, and Carson Wentz. I mean, Tyler Taylor Haneke outplayed him. You know, for the for the Commanders, more or less. Um, I, I mean, look at the numbers. I I, I see Geno Smith deserving something in that Matt Ryan range. Yeah, and 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 to give a little more perspective on that, a guy like Jameis Winston makes fourteen million. Uh. Baker Mayfield, 15. Geno's above both those guys, for sure. For sure. Um, and, and not just from the standpoint of he's better. You know, those deals were more of like, all right, we're giving you a shot. Like, Baker was done in Cleveland. Winston, okay, like, you don't truly see him as your franchise quarterback in New Orleans. He's kind of a bridge until you figure out who the permanent success is. Well, they've got two bridges in New Orleans because they've got Andy Dalton, too. Right, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the list goes on and on. I mean... And so you really look at that situation, and and Gino, he won't make the money of the Dak Prescotts and the Matt Staffords. That's forty million, and obviously, you know, Russell at forty nine million, and Aaron Rodgers topping fifty. He's not going to make that. No. But I think realistically, Geno Smith will command a two or three year deal at about thirty million to thirty five million a year, maybe in the twenties. But I think if he continues at this clip and they get to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, think about all the fr- think about the Colts for a second with Matt Ryan this year. Since Andrew Luck suddenly retired, I mean, they have just been struggling to just find like one-year deals on older guys like Philip Rivers and now Matt Ryan, and 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 it's just become this thing that shows you. I mean, if you didn't already know already, not just how valuable a starting quarterback is that you can really count on year in and year out, um, but how much you'll pay. Because it just it's the complete and utter stability of your franchise. It's, I mean, we're asking, what's the price of peace of mind? I sound like I'm an insurance uh, <laughs> agent right now. But, I mean, honestly, the, you love – I'm a, I, I've said this on this podcast before. I am a New York Giants fan. It's okay. I, Nobody, <laughs> unfortunately. Nobody's perfect. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Daniel Jones has been the quarterback for the past four years. Um, do I have peace of – I mean, do I want us to resign Daniel Jones? 
the jury is still out. But uh, but that being said, I have peace of mind that now he's not going to turn the ball over a billion times. He hasn't done so this year. So what do you want to live with every day? You know, what do you want to just be able to like, okay, Geno Smith, he'll give me 250. He'll give me two touchdowns. He'll give me a rushing touchdown. He won't. And he'll lead a locker room. I mean, and you imagine like even not re-signing him, it, one, is not an option, I don't think. Yeah. Well, uh, and you said a great point there, though, leading the locker room. Yeah. These guys love Gino. They love, and they've probably loved him for quite a while. I mean, right. this isn't—he's he's just being loved as a starter, as opposed to um, Russ's backup. He gets to lead him out, and um, you know, the, the, we could—we've talked at length. I think everybody in the country has talked at length about the the apparent um, robotic nature of Russell Wilson, whatever you want to call it. You get a guy like Gino who wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah, we talked about that last week, um, and not only wears his heart on his sleeve. But you can't help but admire whether you're us as, as as observers or whether you're one of his teammates to just see the guy toil for eight years as a backup. Yeah. And listen, this is a league where you once you're out, sometimes you don't get a second chance. It's completely true. I and mean, we talk about reaching, you know, potential. How long does it take to reach for a person to reach their potential? Years. It could take years, honestly. I mean, and we see some guys in the league get in the league and they play for a couple of years and they just never happen, you know? We see guys get in the league, play for a couple of years and then you have to get better after like year 5 or 6, 7, you know? This is Geno Smith's first year as a starter and I think the sky might be the limit for him. So we talk about these high price, you know, high prices for these guys. I mean, we're only getting a sample size of what he can really be. And I think if I'm Geno, the way I'm pitching myself is this is just the beginning. I haven't written back to anyone, and I refuse to. <laughs> I bought that shirt, by the way. Is it a shirt? It's a Simply Seattle shirt. Although they were selling it before Gino trademarked it, so I don't know what the deal is with that, but I absolutely wear it. I need to find some way to acquire this said shirt because it's a I great might, phrase. I might send it to you. Simply I, Seattle, you guys listening? I heard Tariq Hill use that phrase over oh, over the weekend. And okay. I'm not sure how that's going to work with him financially. Gino tried trademarked it, man. He, I, exactly, exactly. Oh, Tyreek's going to owe him some money. He, I mean, something's going to happen. I'll, I'll take a shirt from Tyree also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no question about that. Can we take a look here for a second at the rest of this season? Seahawks are 6-4. and four. Okay, that's three games better than they were at this point last year, which is awesome, and it's with Geno Smith. Um, you know... One of our photojournalists here at Como, Paul Kinky, said back in the summer he predicted Gino to be the starter not based on anything he saw at training camp, but he said it based on Pete Carroll wants to say, hey, Russ, I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to beat you with your backup, and he did. And there's something to be said for that, and it's just gotten better and better. There was one bad game, and that was against the 49ers. The rest of the losses, you know, they weren't bad games. They were close losses, and so you're 6-4. and four. You're still in first place. You, you, if the 49ers win Sunday, you're tied for first place. But you've got seven games left. Realistically, in this new, as of last year, playoff setup, or not just playoff setup with 17 games, though, that sort of thing, you know, you probably got to win at least nine, ten games you feel probably pretty secure. Yeah. And so we're talking about going four and three or three and four down the home stretch. That's not incredibly complicated. It's not particularly hard to do. I mean, we look at the schedule. This We do have the Rams twice. We do have the Niners, and we do have the Chiefs. But, we're, we've. I mean, this coming Sunday, the next Sunday, I should say the 27th, you know, the Raiders. What's I mean, what's happening there, we don't really know. <laughs> um, the Rams aren't looking too hot. Stafford has been hurt, you know. Um, and also, we've seen, especially this past week, 
the power and how important it is to have a solid backup quarterback. Yeah. Because the Rams is one team and the Cardinals are and and also in the same division. And also to some extent the 49ers are all playing with their backups. The 49ers having their best backup honestly on the field right now. <laughs> yeah. Um going on with the schedule, the Panthers, Niners, Chiefs will be a fun game. Um Jets and then Rams again. I see a lot of wins here. Right, and there's no, there's no game on that schedule that you say they can't win. Obviously, the Chiefs on the road, okay, that's a game they're probably not going to be favored in. Um, well, but you know, but that there's, you know, so even if that's said, there's no game on that schedule that you're like these guys can't win this game, uh, or, they're, or they're probably not going to win this game. One hundred percent. I don't think they're going to go seven and zero. I mean, this is the same Chiefs team that beat the Raiders by one point back in early October. Yeah, yeah. So. I would put it at five and two or or four and three. I think realistically, you can imagine because it's a divisional game. You can imagine dropping a game to the to the Niners. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, to the Rams. Maybe one to the Niners. Yeah. Maybe one to the Chiefs. But honestly, I can see both those Rams wins. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Rams games being a win. I can see there's a Panthers game in there, W. The Niners game, which is on a Thursday night, would be great. Yeah. Now that Christian McCaffrey's on the team. And the Jets, you know, they do play the Jets the second to last week. The Jets are scary, but I mean, honestly, the Seahawks are kind of scary as well. So yeah, yeah, they're a very good team. That's what it is, and I think Najee hit it, man. Is that they're a good team, right? And and nobody outside Seattle saw that preseason. They saw Russell Wilson leave. They thought he was like the best thing since John Elway because he went to Denver. Right. And why well, Peyton Manning I left out, but you get the idea. The point was that the Broncos are supposed to be this Super Bowl contender, and poor old Seattle was going to go like three and fourteen. And it was ignorant on the national media. It was just plain ignorant because you 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 forgot who Pete Carroll was. You forgot who DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett were. Um, you probably should have known the Seahawks running game was going to be good. And I thought it was based on Rashad Penny being healthy and then Kenneth Walker coming along. Uh, you know, certainly he's been thrust into the the near solo job there. Uh, but the point is that Kenneth yes, Walker's been carrying my fantasy team, by the way. <laughs> Oh, I could have traded for him a few weeks ago, and I didn't. I also, um, not to get too far off track, I had Justin Fields as a backup and dropped him. Wow. Well, I got Jalen Hurts in one league. But in the other league, the, the league here at the station, right? yeah, he was he was struggling early, and I kept uh, Jared Goff <clears throat> over uh, him. Jared Goff strikes again. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Jared Goff has made it to a Super Bowl before. Yeah. So, so whatever, you know. There but, you go. You know, I think that the next seven games of this season – are going to be a lot of fun for Seahawks fans. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. I'll say four and three for sake of argument. You go ten and seven. You're back in the playoffs for the first time since 2020. The first year that Russ, you made the playoffs, and then you probably have a top 12 at least, maybe even better, picking the NFL draft. And so, an embarrassment of riches. It's an embarrassment of riches. It's fantastic, and it's Geno Smith, man. He's the difference. He is. He deserves it, and. You know, he's putting Pete Carroll and John Schneider in a position where let's, you know, the point of this podcast and, and this episode is talking about the number Gino's going to command, likely low 30s, maybe upper 20s, 
you know, roughly speaking, right? Right. For probably two or three years. That's, you know, that's 30 million a year. So like a three year, $90 million contract, give or take. That's not, it's a lot of money, but he's going to command it. And you, you assume he does it here in Seattle. Both sides want to reward each other's loyalty. Right. And say that happens, which I think it will, if you put me on the spot right now anyway, that frees Pete Carroll and John Schneider up to attack this draft, man. Two first-round picks. Oh, my goodness. And where do you go? I mean, to me, maybe you get another piece on the defensive front. Though I'd like to see how good they are when Alton Robinson comes back. Um, Maybe you need another linebacker alongside Jordan Brooks. I mean, the goal of of linebackers, he may be gone in the top three, but, I mean, Will Anderson from Alabama. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be killer. But, you know, and uh, that's the thing, though. The offense... This offense that was supposed to be terrible with Russell's backup in there. And, oh, my God, I got so sick of hearing that. Now, again, I didn't know that Gina would do this well. I'm not going to pretend like I'm some know-it-all here. But you just have to laugh when like, these these national pundits were sitting there all summer like, oh, the Seahawks, they're garbage, they're this. And Pete Carroll even said it's a load of crap. Well, you know what? They're probably going to the playoffs. Not that we're going to jinx anything here, but they're probably going to the playoffs. And the offense along the way is probably not going to need – too much help like i bet you i mean i like you too much to bet because i don't want to make it an adversary i'd bet five dollars i'm very competitive so bet me all the money five dollars that the C- if things keep going this way see i'm already like hedging on the bet a little bit but the, the seahawks use both of those first round picks on defensive help maybe on the defensive line unless there's some like you know real there's somebody that's really high on the draft board that falls because if you think about it i mean they nailed those two offensive line draft picks and abe lucas and Charles Cross. They bookended their line for the next 10 years if they want. Yep. And maybe some help in the interior. Maybe get a guard or a center. Couldn't uh, hurt. You know, if somebody's there. But you're set at running back. From the standpoint of running back values in the draft, you might draft somebody to, you know, to be there with Ken Walker. I mean, because Rashad Penny's a free agent. Do you bring him back with the injury history? TBD, right? That may be a bigger question than the Geno question, I, I honestly. I don't think they do. And I love Rashad Penny. I think he's fantastic. But he's been hurt every year. Right. I mean, I don't think you give them enough. I mean, I think they probably try to start fresh and, and draft somebody. There's a lot of good backs. There's a Vijan Robinson at Texas. I love Sean Tucker at Syracuse. Bias from there, but he is really good. he's a real deal. You know, you mentioned B. John Robinson. I was just scrolling down and I, I, an, an unnamed draft um, board that I won't um, <laughs> announce. They, they got B. John Robinson going 19 to the Buccaneers. That's after the Seahawks' first pick from Denver, which is sure. – Going to be, like we said, 11-ish. That same draft had, you mentioned the defensive line, and I'm horrible at pronouncing names, so please don't come for me. Um, but this one isn't that, that bad. You're it's Jalen Carter from Georgia. Yeah. Um, anyone you get from the University of Georgia on defensive line, you're getting a stud. Yeah. Thanks to Kirby Smart. And I don't think, that's the thing, I don't, you look at the offense, you don't really need anybody, especially in the first couple of rounds. Maybe running back help, and they've certainly been trying to find that third receiver that's locked in after DK and Tyler, but Marquise Goodwin's been great this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you, I mean, I, you know, it's, it was a one year trial and it's worked to perfection. There's no reason that maybe you can't try that again next year. And, and so maybe that's an alleviated thing. Not to mention Noah Fant also, you know, we got the, you got, Wiss- the and, you, and you got Will Disley still doing great. I mean, yeah, no. And Will Disley, by the way, has done two of, he's the only ever repeat visitor on the Como four questions. Really? And we talked, you know, diehard Christmas movie. He said his water wet was his response to that. That's fair. Fantastic. He's, he's a fun guy. So it's great to see him having all that success. Diehard is a Christmas movie, it but then again, is. so is Batman returns as I'll ad- admit. Batman returns. 
Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah, the whole thing happened in Christmas. Yeah, I didn't even think. You see, I think of Die Hard much more as a Christmas music, Christmas movie. Is that that was an that was my hottest take that you'll ever hear is the Batman (laughs) Returns take. It was a hot take, now. It's it's true because I mean credit on that one. Yeah, no, and I you know on the same draft board I was just mentioning before you mentioned defensive inside defensive line help. They've got um at twenty one Brian Breesy from Clemson defensive line going to the Hawks. Maybe we're onto something, Nico. Maybe, maybe. Um, but I will say, just like we talked about those national experts that were so far off, so yep. far off on the Hawks. So were those Vegas odds makers. By the way, I, I told my brother to bet the over on the five and a half wins, so he's won some money. I don't know how much. He'll be sharing with us, probably. He better be sharing with us. I mean, should be. Yeah. and um, but So they were way off on the Seahawks, those national experts. But they were also, can we talk about last year's draft? Where they had like eight quarterbacks being picked, mm-hmm. everybody who was a so-called expert, and like even a guy like Malik Willis was like going to be in the top five, yep. and he went in the fourth round. Yep. Like that's a, I'm sorry, that is a massive margin of error. It's a big gap. I mean, we saw Bruce and we saw um, Malik Willis a little bit um, on well in the past couple of weeks because Ryan Tannehill's been hurt and he's, I mean, he's looked like a rookie. Yeah. In in short duty, you know. Yeah. Very and, short and, duty. And, and, a lot of these rookies, just like Geno Smith did about ten years ago, you got to give these guys time. Yeah, there's such a quick turnover. I mean, you referenced Daniel Jones earlier in the show, and I'm not saying he's suddenly awesome, but his team looks really good. Why? Because he's had he's got a few years under his belt now. They didn't give up on him just yet, right? And he finally has the right coach in place. It appears anyway. In Brian Dable, in Dable we trust. In Dable we trust. He's not being asked to do too much, and I think that's one thing that we're having these coaches and these quarterbacks kind of lean in together, perform, form a bit of a brain trust. I mean, we look at Chicago or Justin Fields. He's run a lot of yards in the past couple <laughs> in a couple of weeks. And I think it's because, I mean, they're not throwing the ball so much. He's, he's one of the fastest guys in the league, as we've seen. Um, Daniel Jones is a very accurate quarterback, and he's very quick. He's very fast. I've called him Vanilla Vic before. <laughs> um, but, and I, I will say that with these quarterbacks, you got to get um, an offense that will fit them to their specific, like, you know. The NFL gives up on QBs way too quick. Yeah. And Geno Smith was a, a victim of that. And he also said back in August, well, the biggest difference is I'm 32 and not 22. As someone who just turned um, another age in their early 30s. Well, I'm in my late 30s now, so don't worry about that. There, there you go. I, I think, you know, you, we talked about this last week, a sense of security, mm-hmm. a sense of confidence, you know. And that may be one thing that Seahawks may have going forward if they resign. Oh, well, if when they resign Geno Smith um, this offseason. Peace of mind, security, and someone who does not write back. <laughs> I love that. You know, we do have to get you that shirt. I think it's on clearance now. I just need it at this point. Well, I you know, I would click it right now on the computer, but I don't want like the listeners after you're like, you know, clicking, clicking, clicking. We'll do it as soon as we end this. Boom, Najee does not get his shirt. <laughs> no, we're going to get Najee a shirt. And, and I just love that it was like a shirt the next day. It's a great line. I'm yeah. going to say that every time I'm on this podcast. <laughs> I shouldn't have like sportscasts like that. I didn't write back, but no. I don't think no, I think a lot of people would get it, but then they'd be like, oh, you're copying Gino. And they wouldn't get that. Yes, of course I'm copying Gino. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Um, all right. So, my prediction, they work it out. The Hawks and Gino, $30 million a year over three seasons. Three years, $90 million, Probably around 60 of it guaranteed. The third season will be like an option kind of thing. Right. Is my guess. And then they use those first two picks in the first round on defensive help, line and linebacker. Oh, by the way, they have two second round picks. 
embarrassment of riches. And that's and and so here's the question. You know, Najee, before Geno Smith went crazy like he did, I thought they were going to use those picks to maybe trade for one. But that's not the Hawks style. And I think that not only is Geno Smith's uh, surge allowed you to fill any other hole on your team. I mean, we're talking about you can get another running back. You can shore up the like three positions on defense if you want. Right. Right? I mean, whatever you want to do, you can do it with. And, and given the way all of the first five draft picks – Six path picks, but first five rounds have worked this year. Yeah, in John and Pete, I trust. We may be talking about another par- another parade down here um, in the next couple I'm of years. I'm getting excited, aren't I? I mean, you know, I'm just thinking about it because we've seen in, in not so recent, you know, um, not in the not so recent past, we've seen what a, a great Hawks team does to this city. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it definitely galvanizes it. And I think when you've got the pieces in place, a plan going forward i mean and honestly gino playing so well is a, a surprise a plus you know i but but that being said i i do think that if they don't resign him it'll be a giant bag fumbled you know i talked before about you know a coach and a quarterback being like in lockstep i have not seen pete and gino you know in the they haven't been in the same room as me i'm not plugged into those those circles but i can promise you those two guys are like like this like i mean they're yeah. two peas in a pot potentially you know, and maybe like how Russ, Russ and Pete were, still are, could be, who knows. Um, but and when you have that, you know, that teamwork coming from from the top to bottom, they get this deal done. We may be looking at more parades. Yeah. Yeah. Gino and Pete how, uh, daydream for a second, listeners. Gino and Pete, they last together three more years. They get a Super Bowl ring and they ride off into the sunset together. Pete retires in three years after as a champion, and then Geno Smith takes even more money somewhere else because Pete's gone. Or he you might stay. I, I would take that, but if, I mean, and he might stay. You're right. He might stay. I mean, you, and you got three years with Kenneth Walker. We got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. I mean, and the defense will be. I mean, it's already kind of nasty. I watched how how they got after my Giants a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it was nasty to watch. Unfortunately, um, th- there's nowhere to go for this team and organization. But, up, I feel like. I agree. The only thing what I think we need to do is somehow fashion in the throwback jerseys in somehow. Yes. Somehow. Silver fashion helmets. The, from the 90s, the you know, blue the Royal Blues. Yeah, we can fresh them up a little bit, but just fashion them in somehow. I'd be, I'd be first in line. I, I mean, I have one, and I would love another one, honestly. I mean, those yeah, you've are... you got the cool Cortez Kennedy one, right? Yes. They're from, I believe, 1996. Don't Here I am in my... You can't see it, folks, but when we start doing this on video, which will be sooner rather than later... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in my Sonics '96 warm-up jersey right now. It's a killer jersey. I mean, it's it's got a single stripe going down the right the right arm, and it's if you've seen the Last Dance, you may recognize this uh, warm-up jacket that Nico. I wear it around the house. You know, I would like, wear it everywhere. I wear yeah. it to weddings. You want you ready for a hot take? Yeah. And this is not a knock one bit on the Seahawks. The Sonics will be playing in Seattle before the Seahawks win a Super Bowl. Ooh. And the Seahawks will very soon after win a Super Bowl. I may never leave this city. <laughs> I, I never want I to. I think but. that you're and this is just collecting on and the research and all that. I think you hear something in 2023 about expansion, pro- probably the first quarter of 2023. You hear something about the NBA expanding. That's in a couple months. Yes, it is. And I think that the the, the, the catalyst there is the NBA renegotiating its TV deal. Mm-hmm. And if you're ESPN and, and their part, which is mainly their, their main partner, Disney, ABC, um, you pay more for more inventory, right? Right. And two more teams 
I'll call Seattle and Vegas right now. That's like the worst kept secret in history. Yep. Two more teams adding that inventory um, is huge. And, and these gonna, are huge markets, too. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to pay a lot more for that if you're ABC ESPN. Not only that, let's not forget that the expansion fee is expected to be around $3 billion per team. $3 billion. And by the way, that money goes straight to the owners. That is not shared with the players. And when you look at it that way, that's $6 billion for these owners that lost a significant chunk of money when they could not sell tickets during the pandemic. Right. Playing in in the bubble in Florida or even uh, on the other side of that when there was limited attendance for a while. Um, $6 billion will make that feel a lot better. And the NBA is going to get even more money on top of that with the TV deal. Yeah, they're going to announce it in 23. And then you have to have a process. And Seattle's got the arena. A beautiful arena. Have you ever heard that, the new Macklemore song, Chant? I hadn't heard it. He says, you better believe now that we... I'm not going to try to rap, but he's wearing a Sonics jacket. He's like, now that we got the arena, you better believe the Sonics are making a comeback. That was already pretty good, you guys. Nico's almost a rapper at this point. No, I, lo- I love Macklemore. I-, I got to interview him once, and he couldn't have been nicer. He's like the coolest guy ever. And he put Jamal in the go look at it on YouTube. He put Jamal Crawford and Isaiah Thomas in the music video. There you go. And Jamal is just one of my favorite freaking basketball players. Like the dude just oozed confidence and like, oh, like a, the, wait, Jamal Crawford's a walking bucket. He's, yeah, and uh, there's there's something as a basketball player to love about that. Seriously, like someone who can. I mean, even from back when he was, and I yes, I will mention New York a sports team again. Then you're good. Um. One of the best players on the, on the teams that he was on because he's a, just a walking bucket, yeah. just like seriously, and then he's been that way for up for a long time. Yeah, um, he can still play right now. He's retired, but he can still play. He can still play, and I would love to see him on any. He'd sort average of, like fifteen a game. Oh yeah, definitely on any sort of ownership group that the Sonics put together to bring the team back. I want him to be part of it. Yeah, him and George Carl. I would yeah. love to see part of it. One hundred. And so, I think you'll see. I think by twenty twenty five, the Sonics will be playing, mm-hmm. and I think by twenty twenty six, the Seahawks won a Super Bowl. But maybe it happens sooner than that. To your point, like 2023 would be the first year of a Geno contract, 24 and 25. Wouldn't that be the most epic 2025 ever? Oh, my goodness. If the Seahawks win the Super Bowl and the Sonics come back? Well, we look at the NFC right now. I mean, I know this, you know, we're, we're very we're thinking years ahead. But, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that my Giants are in, this, are in the playoff conversation. Yeah. The Seahawks did just beat them. Um we we saw the Eagles, we saw the Vikings, yes, but I mean, the Seahawks are they should be in the conversation. Yeah, maybe not not saying Super Bowl for this year, but we're talking about a deep playoff run. I, I can see this happening. I mean, we get we get maybe somehow a couple games in Lumen Field. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. And I think that sets up the answer to our question of this podcast: Get Geno Smith locked up to a big contract. Try to do it during the season, but it sounds like they're going to wait. And Gino's going to bet on himself, and the Seahawks are going to hedge their bets a little bit right. and do that as well. Sign him, lock it up, and you know, don't even think about drafting another quarterback until like twenty-four. Let's keep this as little drama as possible. Yeah, I mean, and you got Drew Lock; he'd be a serviceable backup. Serviceable if, if something happens, and we see how important backup quarterbacks are in the league right now. I mean, I mean, Drew Lock, who I thought was going to be the starter, happily incorrect. Um. Yeah, no, definitely serviceable. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. Najee, thanks for joining us again, man. Hey, no problem. I'd love to come back and do this more often. We will. We will. 
Everybody enjoy your bye week and just focusing on your fantasy team Sunday. Yes. And drink we'll some see. water this Sunday. Just relax. Yeah. You know, just you don't have to wake up early this week. <laughs> Thank God I have a one year old son that wakes me up that early anyway. There you go. So I gotta be able to watch. And uh, we'll see you next week as we break down a game with the Raiders for the Hawks. We'll try to go seven and four. For Najee, I'm Nico. You just listened to the Como Sports End Zone. Take care.